fellow lucky Martians, welcome to episode number 15 of the Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian, by Jay Crandall. If you're like me and you love word games, you'll love Don't End a Word. Based on a deceptively simple two-player word game I played in the car with my parents growing up, it is now available. In addition to brewing and cuisine, the concept of gradients has interested me for ages, both visual and figurative ones, which has led me to create a number of gradient lists, ranking things by a certain characteristic. I got back into Photoshop and started creating gradients. To see these, you'll just have to check out tinyurl.com slash luckymartian15. These include a gradient of tainted love cover heaviness, a corn gradient, a gradient of sweet dreams covers by heaviness, a similar gradient of final countdown heaviness, a gradient of pizza quality, a gradient of apparel length, a gradient of lawn care convenience, a gradient of monosyllabic utterances, the player's gradient, family orange juice servings, and the evolution of the granola bar into a chunk of baking chocolate. We like to go all out on growing amaryllises. Wait, is that amarilla? Amaryllises. And I even created an amaryllis gradient. We started an amaryllis race with my grandmother and would exchange photos of our plant's progress. My father had the idea of turning the last bit of growth before the bloom into a stop-motion animation, so we could show off just how fast our plant was. I made an ex-governor of Virginia Bob McDonnell hair color gradient as well. I found various pictures of him with different colored hair and figured the Just For Men hair dye would produce that color. I created the gradient a while ago. It looks like I'll be able to add another step in it. I assembled a shorts gradient. We also encountered a corn stem gradient and I was able to create a gradient of cookie doneness. We had a family orange juice serving gradient and the gradients of my mobility, signs of recovery. It became apparent that my brace was incredibly helpful in giving me a safe, normal looking gait. So we decided to see if we could find someone to design a pair of orthotic sandals. Sean recommended Reach Orthotics, and after putting in the hard work of numerous revisions, I was left with a safer gait in a warm weather shoe. They dubbed it the Crandall Sandal, Many thanks to them for all their hard work. It has been so great to be able to walk safely and not have to wear sneakers in the summer. I was so thankful. Jared was a big Fish fan and had been to almost 100 concerts, thanks to a bachelor life that I'm quite jealous of. He worked for American Airlines and his brother was a manager at Marriott. This enabled him to travel for free to see shows and then stay for free at the hotel. My father and I would accompany him and his brother to see a Fish show in New York on my birthday. Great show. Part of their Baker's Dozen series. We met up with a co-worker of my father's for a walk on the High Line, a really cool raised park constructed on an old railway. And then we met up with Steve and Fernando for my first time enjoying Ethiopian food. Steve would resuscitate the fireworks robot battles of our youth, and he, Nina, Fernando, and I constructed fearsome fireworks robots and set them against each other. We shifted the celebration to the 4th to give a positive commemoration to the date of my injury. And our budgets had increased to the point that we could afford full-price fireworks. In the years to come, we would construct a fearsome bunch of fireworks robots. And that night, after a couple of games of Tank Wars, the next year, Ferdinand and Brandon would join us too. The next year, Jared's daughter and our neighbor's grandchildren entered the melee. Brandon had mellowed out quite drastically, becoming a lawyer and eventually marrying Stephanie and raised a baby girl with her. When Jared started teaching a class in Unity programming and video game design at the local community college, he asked me if I wanted to enroll. Despite the inherent absurdity of taking a class to learn something with my acquired CRS disorder, the class was fun though, mainly focusing on Unity programming. 
but one of the assignments was to come up with an idea for a game. I decided to try turning Don't End a Word into an app. Don't End a Word was the fun and deceptively simple word game from my youth, where you start with a random letter and take turns adding letters to the front or back, trying to avoid creating a word or something that isn't part of a word. It's deceptively simple and really fun if you're into word games like Scrabble. I got a good grade and passed the class, and my father thought it might be fun to work with a developer to turn it into an actual game. And we spent the next couple of months working with a developer from Bangladesh to do it. My father very patiently tolerated my CRS-related inclinations to repeatedly rehash things. And with the help of a note card-based outlining process, we created our first rough game concept. We fleshed out the gameplay on a trip to Florida to prepare my grandmother's house to be sold, as she was moving to a retirement facility. I got to try a vintage Jolt Cola. I felt like I was getting a very intense, almost voyeuristic look inside her life, and it was one where I was having to just throw away so much of it, as she was downsizing significantly. It was so sad having to go through all those memories that she hadn't decided to bring with her. Then, as one day, as I rode with Jared from class, he revealed to me that he would be switching houses with his mother, who lived about 45 minutes away. This hit me hard. I then made the stupid decision to try to wean myself from hanging out with him by not calling him much at all, instead playing a game of Scrabble with my parents almost every night after dinner. You've been listening to episode number 15 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian. A while ago, I decided to turn a collection of t-shirt design ideas, which innocently and covertly depict vulgar phrases, into t-shirts. Things like a man with a giant wooden golf club, a deer with a massive rack of horns, etc. To get one and snicker about it in the lunchroom, visit tinyurl.com slash secretlyvulgar. And check out tinyurl.com slash hiddenanimalsentences to see a list of hidden animal sentences I made with my mom in elementary school illustrated with the animal from that sentence hidden in the picture. I tried to keep focused on the development of Don't End a Word, which was engrossing and quite demanding. My CRS posed quite a challenge, but my dad was patient and understanding. I began keeping a notebook beside my bed at night, as I would frequently think of things that I wouldn't be able to remember in the morning, as well as a waterproof notebook to keep in the shower for much the same purpose. We put in many hours working through the gameplay and game design with a developer, and I had the idea of doing something I hadn't done in ages, to devote myself towards a single goal for the hours of 9 to 5. We did that for one day, but put in a lot of work in total. Eventually, we did produce an actual game, and were able to demo it with my relatives at a family get-together. We got great reviews and good advice, and were ready to begin the next stage of development, which was a play versus computer feature. Unfortunately, the developer then unpublished our game from the App Store, supposedly to work on the next iteration, and strung us along, and it was removed from Facebook as well. Our developer just repeatedly gave us new ETAs, and then one day, our contract with them just disappeared. I was devastated, and in my inbox, which I rarely checked, I discovered an email alert that my account was going to be cancelled from inactivity if I did not reply. I was crushed even further and felt a personal responsibility. I was determined to salvage the work that had been done so far in the game, as we had absolutely nothing. I was pretty depressed by this, given all the work that my dad and I had put into developing the game. My parents and I abandoned our after-dinner ritual of a game of Scrabble, and one of the last games we played started quite ominously. I grabbed the lowest letter and thus got to get a new batch of seven letters. What emerged in my hands was quite ominous indeed. 
Even with my terrible memory, I was able to remember the various two-letter high-pointer words, like QI, XI, and OXO. And it was indeed portentous, as that game would particularly agitate my mother, and we were unable to even sputter to a conclusion. She declared that it was too much for her, having to cope with the preceding, frustrating, play-absorbing qualities of my father, and declared that we should take a break from Scrabble. My father attempted to restart development of Don't End a Word with a Pakistani freelancer named Ankit. His English wasn't so good, but I was very hopeful that he would be able to resurrect our game. Unfortunately, my dad didn't learn his lesson, and where he was lacking any established due dates with Edisam, he went paying by the hour for his new developer, as we had no idea how much work the game's resurrection would necessitate. Unfortunately, after many weeks and about $1,600, we had nothing to show for it except attestations as to how many lines of code he'd written so far. And this in a country where the average yearly salary is $478. Even after we thought we had agreed to switch over to a lump sum payment upon completion of the game, he was still trying to wiggle his way back to a weekly payment schedule. We finally came to realize that we were being ripped off. And when we confronted Ankit and told him we would be contacting a lawyer, he revealed that he also had a law degree and offered us his services. We mentioned our situation to Jared, and he told us about one of his students. He was one of his most talented students, and Jared suggested we get in contact with him, and perhaps he could help us resuscitate the game. My father really wanted to meet up in person, so we scheduled a room in the library nearby his school, a library that unfortunately had a small set of stairs leading down its entrance, a set of stairs that I did not see, and fell down them. I was painfully incapacitated, but we carried on with our meeting. I was unaware of just how bad it was at first, and didn't want to call it off. The pain soon became intolerable, and after its conclusion, I did insist that we stop by in an emergency hospital, as even though it was the start of the weekend. The pain did not subside, so after googling how to build a forearm splint, I assembled a makeshift splint and sling from the one I used when I broke my arm in preschool. An x-ray revealed a break, and they gave me a slightly better fitting splint. A few days later, I upgraded to a fashionable blue permanent cast. They scanned my arm again, and it revealed that my spasticity on that side caused the bone to shift out of perfect alignment. Luckily, it wasn't bad enough to necessitate operating. It was an unfortunately painful spiral, with my increased muscle tone causing me pain, which further caused my muscles to tighten. Perhaps a better subtitle for this would be, I'll carry the sock, as I would keep a balled up sock in my hand to clench during periods of high tone. The doctor then created a cast for me with special hand opening functionality built in, which I dubbed the Crandall hand. I accessorized by asking my father to attach the sling to the end of my cast with a safety pin. Not out of woke nation solidarity, but to prevent my cast from sliding out of the holster. I equalized the time between taking my pills to avoid such a big gap at night, going from four to five hours. Unfortunately, I was unable to find an easy workaround that would allow me to remove and put back on my watch independently. Given the fact that I lack 3D vision, have right side blindness, and a really crappy memory, I'm frankly surprised that this was the worst accident I've had since my injury. My mother is frequently having to respond to my questions about an object's location with on your right, so I rarely pass up an opportunity to say it to her, like when she couldn't find her knife and fork on the table. Although, there was that time where I put my pad of butter on the right side with my left hand so as to avoid grabbing it when I clear my plate, but then did not see it because of my right side blindness and forgot about it, so I got another pad of butter. 
I was given a new blue cast, one that was unfortunately just as ill-suited to picking crab. I faced an unfortunately painful spiral, with my increased muscle tone causing me pain which further caused my muscles to tighten and caused the break to shift out of alignment. I began taking my dantrolene every 5 hours, starting waking up early to take my first dose of the day, and balled up a sock for me to clutch. Luckily, the shift in the break wasn't bad enough to necessitate operating, and I asked if they can incorporate a hand-opening functionality, similar to my nighttime hand splint. They asked if I could, and the Crandall hand was born, in a snazzy blue. I accessorized by asking my father to attach the sling to the end of my cast with a safety pin, not out of woke nation solidarity, but to prevent my cast from sliding out of the holster. Unfortunately, I was unable to find an easy workaround that would allow me to remove and put back on my watch independently, and unfortunately discovered this fact after getting undressed. You can see the picture that my dad snapped at tinyurl.com slash please help removing my watch. You've been listening to episode number 15 of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian. To see the Google Docs version of this with the extra bits that didn't quite work in podcast form, visit tinyurl.com slash luckymartian15. Many thanks to Google for providing the perfect medium to record this. Check out Don't End a Word in the App Store if you're like me and you love word games. Thanks to Shining Seconds for composing the theme music. You can access their webpage at shiningseconds.bandcamp.com. See you next episode and stay lucky.